You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings again from Sprott Money News. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for Friday, October the 14th. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Eric Sprott is out and unavailable this morning, so joining us instead is his good friend and Sprott legend, let's call you that, John, John Embry. John, thanks for spending some time with us. Oh, Craig, it's my pleasure. Really appreciate you stepping in, especially at a time like this. You know, John, we've seen, I guess we'll just call it a correction so far in the bull market move here in 2016. Gold's about 10% off its highs and silver's down about 15 I thought I would start there. Uh, how do you feel about the metals at this point, having lived through bulls and bear markets in the past? How do they look to you? Well, I, basically, I think this recent selling of gold and silver that we've seen is another desperate attack by the Bank of International Settlements, the central banks, the bullion banks, as they're people that carry it out. And I think they have. there's a major problem in the system. And the one thing that is the, would be the tell is rising gold and silver prices, and that is the last thing they want to see. So they go to great pains to discourage gold and silver buyers by this ridiculous market action, which has absolutely zero to do with fundamentals. Well, you know, and, and we, Eric and I talk about that a lot. Are, are we really discovering a price when no physical uh, ever changes hands on the COMEX trading? Or are we instead just discovering a value of the derivative itself? That is exactly what we're discovering. And the smart people, and what I recommend to people, is you must buy physical gold and silver and keep it out of the banking system. Make sure it's in a very safe storage place, if not in your own possession. And that's the real stuff. That, in the end, will determine the price, but it hasn't reached that. So far, the paper derivative market for gold and silver has determined the price. And this has been ongoing for decades now, but I think we're nearing an end. Story I always like to tell, uh, I'm sure you probably remember this, is uh, the the day that the COMEX began trading gold futures was January 1st, 1975, which was the very day after U.S. citizens were finally allowed to own gold again, December 31st, 1974. That's an interesting coincidence, isn't it? I didn't know that. That's, that, <laughs> that you, I, I, I'm delighted to have a chat with you because it's always nice to learn something new. I stole that one from Fernand Lips. He was the one who pointed that one out oh, to me. I mean, he was, what a great man he was. Yeah, I, I wish he'd lived to see the time yeah, we were in to right. help. Well, you, we talk about this paper price and how it's come down, and it's been rigged down through the moving averages, which has prompted these machines to sell it even more. But a lot of this is based upon the notion at this point that even after promising us four rate hikes this year, the Fed has delivered none. But now everybody thinks they're going to give us one, either in November or December. What do you make of that possibility? Well, it certainly wouldn't be justified by what's going on in the economy. I happen to be one of those that believe that the U.S. economy is materially weaker than any statistics you see would indicate. And in that case, it would be silly to raise rates. But I think that they've got two masters. They also worry, believe it or not, about the dollar. And it, you've got to keep this idea that we're going to raise rates because most of the other countries are cutting rates if they, and are certainly not raising them. And so this keeps a solid bid in the dollar because the dollar is overowned and overvalued, in my opinion. And if it ever starts to slide, they could lose it on the downside, and the implications of that would be devastating for the United States. Because we've, we've all wondered about the, uh, the transient quality of the dollar being the world's reserve currency. Uh, do you see that as well? Is that why they defend the dollar as staunchly as they do? I think they have to, because if you get 
into the finances of the United States, nearly $20 trillion in funded debt, 5 or $6 trillion minimum off-balance sheet, maybe $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities and Medicare. That. I mean, by all you know, decent mathematics, the country is bankrupt. And on that basis, why should its currency be firm? I mean, maybe it says more about the rest of the countries in the world and the, the problems they have, but this is the best you know, recommendation for gold you can get. If the U.S. dollar is the strongest currency in the world with the issues that they have, then you must own hard assets, and gold is the monetary hard asset first in line. Yep, yep, no doubt about it. I want to segue from here into the miners and get your opinion there. You know, they were just beaten down so terribly from 2012 through 2015, but they seem to find a floor at the end of last year. And we had this rally by some of the indices, 170, 180%. And now we've given back maybe a little more than 30%. What do you think? Is that a, uh, are we headed back down? Do you think we've begun a new bull market and this is just a correction? What, what, is, your, uh, what is your gut telling you? Oh, I, it's definitely the latter. I mean, we are in a new bull market. Like I've managed gold funds for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So, I mean, I have a fair understanding and feel for these markets. I mean, they're the greatest markets in the world to make money in, but you've got to be really careful because in these corrections, they get really banged around. But I think, uh, I don't think I'd ever seen gold stock, gold and silver stocks cheaper than they were at the bottom in mid-January uh, in relation to the gold and silver prices and what have you and everything else going on. And then they had this fantastic rally, and now with this correction in gold and silver prices, not surprisingly, they've corrected. But I think the vast majority of the corrections behind us and the leverage inherent in these stocks when the gold and silver prices move, start moving the other way, which they're going to do, is remarkable. Like I've had many times in my fund management career in gold and my precious metals funds, my fund up 100, 150% in well under a year. That's the kind of uh, opportunities that exist here. And I think we're coming up to another period where that's going to be true yet again. If I could draw on that experience for a second, you know, I asked a lot of folks uh, in 2015 when we were thinking that a bottom was coming in these shares. How do you how do you discern what company would be a a winner, a survivor going forward? Well, uh, that's you know, a really good question. Uh, you know, basically, I look at a quality of ore body, b financial status, and three quality of the management. And I mean, if you've got a good ore body with a company who's financial integrity hasn't been impaired by all the bad things that have gone on in the market, and it's run by good people, it's a layup. And I, I think that, you know, there's a number of companies that fall into that category. And uh, But you've you got to be careful. And I think you, if you're not a professional in the area, you've got to get professional advice because there's so many scams and what have you in the area that, you know, the gold isn't there or, you know, it, and it's just a promotion but boy there are a lot of good companies good well-run companies and they're the ones that you want to focus on yeah yeah i agree with you uh finally john uh, I, j I really just want to get your opinion on kind of a broader subject you know we all recognize that really all markets at this point are manipulated to, to some extent often by the central banks or other nefarious uh, inputs uh gold and silver though are particularly egregious in the attempts to keep the prices under control. Uh, I, I've always held that, you know, it's going to be some type of physical delivery failure somewhere, not necessarily at the COMEX, but maybe one of these unallocated accounts that'll begin to bring that system down. What, what do you look for? Do you think it's likely at some point the system will fail and how will it happen? 
I, I totally agree with what you just said. I mean, it has to be the physical market taking over the pricing mechanism from the paper market. Because as long as the paper market's in control, the central banks and their cronies run it. And they have a very vested interest in making these prices, making sure these prices are as low as possible. Because it's really, the problem is that this is the key to the whole thing. If gold and silver prices had been unaffected, had they never touched them, they just let the market trade them, they'd be two or three times minimum higher. The stupid monetary policy that's been you know, pursued in the world would never have happened. We wouldn't have had this huge financial asset inflation, which is going to end in an unmitigated disaster. So consequently, it has to be the physical market taken over from the physical, uh, from the paper markets. And that will happen when more you know, wealthy people or countries recognize that, oh my God, I've got to get out of this paper and get into some hard assets. And then the physical market will take over the pricing mechanism and the world will change dramatically. Do you think it is a uh, a, new, a renewed financial collapse that could spark that, or could it just be a crisis of confidence? Uh, what would be a more most likely thing? That's a good question. I think you know, as you know, paper currency, the whole thing is just a confidence game. I mean, as long as people retain confidence in their local paper currencies, uh, this game can continue. But at some point, it's like everything else. There's sort of a collective realization at some moment that, hey, wait a minute, we're being hosed here. I mean, these guys are creating trillions of dollars in euros and everything out of thin air and they're, they're not worth anything what we think they might be that's the moment when you will sort of have this oh my god moment where people think owning physical metal is a really good idea and there's so little physical metal compared to the amount of money that could be exposed to it i mean this could this could happen overnight yeah yeah I'm, and it I'm, might be triggered by a black swan that we ha- can't i would be willing to bet it's triggered by a black swan that we haven't even thought about yet yeah yeah, and I've often said the the price, gold and silver are priced as if they're abundant, but it's the derivative that's abundant. The actual metal is question. I mean, they, they, I mean, I, they mean, I don't know. Six or seven years ago, Jeff Christian admitted there was a hundred claims for every gold ounce available in the Western world. If that were the case, then there must be three or four hundred claims now on every single physical ounce that's available. You can only imagine what the price will be when the music stops. Well, I mean, you've seen all the numbers, Craig. I mean, people are estimating 10,000, 50,000. I think that's a bit of a mugs game. All I know is it's going to be many multiples of the current price, and it's not going to be the value of gold that changes a whit. It's going to be the value of the paper money in which it's denominated, which is going to collapse. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's an excellent point to leave everybody with for the weekend. John, very much a pleasure to get to visit with you. Thank you for subbing in for Eric, and I look forward to uh, speaking with you again sometime in the future. Anytime, Craig. It'd be my pleasure. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News, thanks for listening and have a great weekend.